Welcome back to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast, episode 32, Common Myths and Misconceptions of Simple Living. In this episode, I'm going to be busting some of those myths, those excuses, those reasons that may be holding you back from living a more simple lifestyle. We're going to be talking about why you do not need to have a huge farm in order to start growing your own food and possibly even having your own animals. I'm going to be talking about why you don't need a lot of money to get started, and also what I think is the best area or task or skill to learn if you're going to be starting and you don't know where to start. All right, so let's jump right in. You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I'm a wife, mother of three, and the creator of the blog Winging It on the Homestead, where I help modern mothers incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency skills and knowledge into their busy lives. My goal is to help you refocus your life towards what really matters, your family, as well as boost your confidence so you can start being more self-reliant and decrease your dependence on stores and commercial products. Join me as I share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through gardening, food preservation, cooking from scratch, making your own products, all while keeping it all practical, intentional, and realistic. Hi guys, welcome back to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. Episode 32, Common Myths and Misconceptions of Simple Living. Today we are going to be breaking down some of these myths and misconceptions and hopefully that will help you get started and actually start making and doing and being more intentional. One of the first things I hear holding people back is that they are worried that they do not have enough land or property. You know, they think that homesteading or living more simply where they take more control of their food supply, they need to have a farm or they need to live off the grid. And those aren't true reasons or, you know, they're not true. And so they shouldn't hold you back. Um, There are a lot of things you can do with very little space and you would be surprised. As far as gardening, you know, starting a garden, there are tons of things you can do. Even if you just have a patio or a balcony, you can do container gardening, you can, do some windowsill gardening. You may not be able to do everything in those small spaces, but you can get creative and you will definitely be surprised with what you can actually plant in a small space. Not only that, but a lot of uh, plants and crops are now being um, bred so that they can specifically grow in small spaces. There are pea plants that are specific for are specific for container growing that don't need trellising that are more of a bush plant uh, things like that so definitely things you can do you should not let the idea of not having enough space hold you back Uh, for animals yeah you definitely need to figure out your zoning laws find out what uh, you're able to have in your area in your neighborhood you may be surprised until what you find Um, I know that even in a lot of areas you're allowed to have chickens on a tenth of an acre of land Um, So you can definitely do some of those things as well, as far as animals. Um, You might also be surprised as to how how much property you need for a goat or a cow. Um, So check those things out and see what works for you and for your area. If you don't have space for something, you can still make a huge impact by just being aware of the source, um, buying local quality products and developing relationships with those locally who uh, do produce those. You're supporting local farmers, local businesses, and that is really important. The goal uh, with homesteading or with um, 
simple living isn't necessarily to be completely self-sufficient, although that's perfect, but that would require off the grid living, having, um, some property to breed animals and raise animals, cows, raise all your meat. Being 100% self-sufficient is not exactly, um, realistic for a lot of people. So it's much more important to be community sufficient or community, you know, rely more on your community and find local sources of, uh, around you. So you may not be able to have a dairy cow, but find a local source for your dairy. You may not be able to have bees, but finding a local source for honey, those kinds of things are really important. And like I said, can make a really big impact on your ability to take care of your family. So I would not let not having enough land hold you back from getting started. There's a lot of things you can get started, even without growing or raising your own food. So taking it to the kitchen, even if you're getting your, even if you're getting your food from some other source, you still need to cook it and prepare it in your own kitchen. So developing your cooking skills, your kitchen skills, your food skills, you know, within the kitchen is really important. So not only knowing how to cook from scratch, building a pantry that allows you to cook from scratch, as well as preserving food that you buy in bulk from local farmers. For example, we last year didn't do a huge um, harvest of peas or green beans, but I bought bushels of them from a local farmer and I canned them. Um, as well. And it was relatively inexpensive. Um, so I was able to have green beans and peas for the entire year. Um, and I knew that they were locally grown, but I didn't have enough. Um, I, my harvest didn't take this year. So those are really great options to do. So don't, like I said, don't let not having enough land hold you back. Another thing I hear people say is that they don't have enough money to get started. And it kind of goes along the lines with not having enough land. You just want to be resourceful and frugal. Those traits kind of come with the, um, the territory of being more simple and self-sufficient is knowing how you can repurpose things, how you can refurbish things, how you can repair things. Those types of things, those are really important skills to have and will also save you a lot of money, not buying materials. If you don't need to not having to replace equipment, if you don't need to. So those are skills to, to learn as well. I'm very grateful that my husband can fix a lot of things. He can fix small engines. He's just really good fixing almost anything. So we save a lot of money that way. And also there's tons of ways to, to make money on your homestead. So I would not hold that, not let that hold you back either. Another thing with the money or not having enough money is that it would be really important to be frugal and to save and have a plan. So it's really important to plan and work towards a goal that you really love. Not having enough time. This is another one. And the truth is, is that being, doing, living a simpler lifestyle is not easier. It many times is harder and more time consuming. So yes, gardening is a lot of time and effort that you wouldn't be putting towards if you didn't have a garden. So it is more hands-on lifestyle. That's for sure. Simple. It does not mean less hard but it is rewarding. It is necessary. And it is uh, something that is really wonderful for your kids and for your whole family. So saying you don't have enough time, it's really just a matter of changing your perspective and your priorities and uh, getting your button gear to get those things done. So if a garden is really what you want to, to do, you know, 
it will take more time than not having a garden at all. There are certainly ways that you can balance that. So I think the thing about not having enough time is really actually it's more important to have realistic expectations. So if you go into something knowing the amount of time it's going to take or you take on a project knowing how much effort and daily maintenance or management it's going to take, that will really help you plan your days, plan your time make goals for the year um, to really move the needle on your homesteading lifestyle. So I would not say not having enough time should hold you back because uh, you can always adjust to readjust, you know, change course if you're finding something isn't working for you. So don't let that hold you back either. Another thing I hear is that people just don't know where to start. I always tell people if you have no idea where to start, first place to start is to uh, start making your own products. Start making your own cleaners. Start making your own um, personal products. There's tons of information out there on how to do this um, with raw ingredients. These ingredients are very versatile. It's going to decrease your reliance in that area of your life pretty immediate. So for example, if you choose to make your own cleaners, then you no longer need to buy that from the store. So you can do that slowly. Um, but it's also not seasonally, it doesn't rely on a certain season. It's something you can get started today. You don't need a lot of equipment or a lot of um, materials. Most of the ingredients you probably have on hand anyways, or you can get at the local store, like your grocery store or your drugstore. So it doesn't take a lot of time or effort to get started. That is what I tell people to get started with if you have no idea where else to start. And we have a Simple Living DIY uh, ebook with tons of recipes that you can get started with that. So go to the website and get that as well and help you get started. So if you are got that down, once you get that done, I would start doing some food skills. So cooking from scratch, uh, learn, get comfortable in the kitchen because that's kind of the first area. And then you can, I mean, if you grow a great garden and then you don't know how to prepare it or how to cook it, then you haven't really done yourself any favors. So get some food skills in the kitchen, learn how to cook, learn how to bake, or at least get comfortable and confident in the kitchen that you can start learning these things. There are tons of resources out there that you can reference great recipes. And I love to help people get started because I think that's really just first thing that's holding them back. It's just their hesitation and their lack of confidence. And once they get over that, they can hit the ground running and really find areas daily that they can incorporate some of these things into their lives. So like I said, if you wanna get started today, get started making your own product. Go to the website, make the all-purpose cleaner. Never buy another all-purpose cleaner again. That's number one place to start. Once you get that, uh, done and you understand how to do that, then I would start with food skills in the kitchen. And then once you've mastered that or you feel at least comfortable and confident, then I would go on to finding out how to grow your own food, how to preserve your own food, how, where to go and find local meat, local dairy, and those types of things so that you can really build up your food security on your own. Another myth that I hear is that they have to be all or nothing. So I hear that people think that if they are modern lifestyle, they enjoy technology, they indulge in technology, that they can't have a simple life. And I like to tell people that it's not all or nothing. It's definitely, you know, enjoy technology, um, the good parts of technology, and use those to your advantage where you can. But you can also live more simpler, more natural, more homegrown, more homemade lifestyle alongside that. So I'm definitely not an all or nothing person. I don't think it's, let's go old fashioned, completely old fashioned. But I think there's definitely something to say for technology and the convenience that it does allow for. So I think it's all about balancing it out and what works for you and your family. 
Uh, another myth that I hear a lot of people say is that they think that it is easier as a whole. Simple is easier. And that's not the case either. I think when you're choosing to live more, more a simpler lifestyle, you're choosing a harder lifestyle and uh, a more time consuming and a more effort definitely uh, goes into it. But that doesn't, it isn't a bad thing. That's a really good thing in our society and our world today is to start learning how to do hard things and be comfortable with it. Uh, I tell my boys all the time when they say it's too hard, I say, well, you can do hard things, you know, it's okay. So I think that's really important. And I would not let that hold you back because I think that this lifestyle, like I said before, is not all or nothing. So it allows you to be flexible and it does allow you to make adjustments on what works for your family. So don't let something being hard or something being time consuming hold you back. It's kind of the name of the game. So I suggest you embrace it and uh, see how you can make it work for you. So I hope that that kind of helps uh, break down some of those myths, maybe motivate you a little bit to get started. I would love to hear what your biggest holdback is for getting started with homesteading or simple living or self-sufficiency and what you uh, hope to accomplish this year. Because I think this year is really important to start upping your self-sufficiency game and making sure that your food supply and your food security is safe and secure for your family. So I hope that was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions, reach out to me and I will um, see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. If you have not already signed up to grab my free ebook, you can go to www.yourdreamgardenguide.com. This garden guide has everything you need to get started growing your own vegetable garden this year. As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have topic suggestions for the podcast, please email me at info at wingingitonthehomestead.com.